Welcome to She Reads, a podcast for book lovers everywhere. I'm Siobhan. I'm Hunter. And I'm Elizabeth. Okay. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's everybody doing? What is, uh, good. (laughs) What's everyone been reading this week? Um, I have quite a bit to say this week. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. About this. Um, first of all, I have a incredible book recommendation for what I'm currently reading right now. And so I'm reading this book of essays by Jirga Chu Bose, and it's called Too Much and Not in the Mood. And it is like, you know how last time we were talking about Sachi Cool and where how you, Siobhan, you said that you didn't like it because it felt like you're reading the internet. Yeah. So this is like very not like reading the internet. Um, oh. I'm still on the first essay, but like, you know, when you just read, my friend recommended the book to me and it was just published, I think a few weeks ago, but mm-hmm. you know, when you just like read a, a sentence and like you feel it, like you just like, you're like, Ooh, like, Ooh, that one, like that, like really got mm-hmm. me. I've had this like eight times reading and I'm only like in page 40 of like the first essay so published it it's um, well that was I was just it's Macmillan in the states but I can't figure out HarperCollins yeah in Canada yeah and she's from she lived in Brooklyn but she's from Montreal I think she did yeah so yeah when did it publish yeah it published April 11th Mm -hmm. too much and not the mood yeah Cool. And my other, my okay. other like bit that I have to talk about, because I just finished um, Thirteen Reasons Why, like the book, and mm-hmm. I did not love it. So, right. um, I thought that it was. I think like it's a sensitive thing to talk like talk about. So like I'm aware. Like I'm really trying hard to think about like how I'm gonna communicate this because it's not like I think like talking about suicide is obviously obviously I think that's so important and I'm happy that people are now acknowledging that like this is a thing that happens but my only like Mm -hmm. big criticism with the book I I'm only on like the second episode of the Netflix show I'm not sure if I'll actually finish it just because it takes me forever to watch like Netflix shows is that I think it's naive that it's suggesting that being nice to people you can save people from like dying by suicide because the reality is is like the what the thing the number one thing that the book didn't touch on is the fact that hannah was sick and that's why she died like all these other factors like all these other like awful things that happened to her are like don't help it but that situation could have happened to another person who wouldn't have died like there's a reason why hannah died is because she was sick Right, because she had her own, like, like Yeah, struggles. and, like, people were not nice. To, yeah, and people Internally. are not nice to her, and that is fair. And, like, that is, like, probably, like, a stressor and, uh, like, a trigger. But that's not, like, you don't die from suicide just because you're bullied. Like, there's something else going on. And I think it's naive to suggest that just by, like, saying hi to somebody in the hallways is, like, going to save somebody who is sick. But... Don't you think that maybe they're like I also agree with you. I'm just again yeah. being cool tonight. <laughs> um, but like, do you not think they're also suggesting that had these people had these things not happened to her, she wouldn't have got, gone so far as to kill herself? Mm. 
Yes and like if people had been there for her, like they needed her. Yes to be and there for no. Her. My I'm like looking at it like if all those things wouldn't have happened to her, like definitely maybe she wouldn't have had like the the triggers to feel that she was like so hopeless. But I think that like the book didn't like press on like the most important topic of of that like she there was something else going on like it wasn't just that people like were bullying her and I think that it's like naive to think that that that's just gonna like solve all the issues right does that make any sense right I mean like obviously yeah it just like didn't address address it as a sickness like it kind of it was just like a and like all those and like all those like awful things like no one deserves like those things that happened to her like those were all terrible and like they're and then they are triggers but they're not like it's kind of like trying to think of like um yeah i get it i think like i'd I'd be interested like when was it i'd be interested to think about when it was written i think it was like like mental health health and like suicide became more prominent in like the discussion of mental illness as a sickness because that's like a still and that's not a good thing i'm not saying it's okay for us to not acknowledge it as a sickness but i think i think it's a recent thing for it to be in like popular culture acknowledged that mental illness and like suicide suicidal thoughts are like a yeah sickness if you will um i think it was published i don't know if that's the right word yeah like she's sick i think it was um uh, like the mid 2000s Oh, I'm just looking it up right now. Yeah. Anyway, it's like totally fair. Yeah. Totally but I, I mean, I still also think like comments. it's an important story to be told, and I think it's better that it was told than like not told at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hunter, you watched? Did you watch yeah, all of the, the Netflix? Show. I also read the book like years ago. Um. Yeah. Thoughts? I definitely see what you're saying, Elizabeth. Like it is. So it does focus so much on, like, the events and the people around her and not enough, like, on the things that she was going through. And there is a lot of criticism surrounding it, but I thought the show was quite well done. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I feel like what I've seen on the internet, and I haven't read it or watched the show, is that people have your argument, Elizabeth, and then other the other side is that... Yeah, well, the show is about bullying, or like it's a, but I that's again to your point, Elizabeth, right? That like, it's just focusing on bullying and not focusing on like her the real yeah. issue underlying everything. Yeah, interesting, cool, cool, cool. cool. I've heard good mm-hmm. things about the show, especially from like non book readers. But then people people who read it or watch it and then are like, oh, I just want to read the book so badly now, which is yeah. great. I'm like, yeah. yes. <laughs> Something that like really bothers me about like all of the hype surrounding the show, though, is just that there's all these posts on, like, clickbait on my Facebook now that say, like, like, fan theories about 13 Reasons Why. I'm like, there are no... Oh my gosh. There's no like, space for theories. Like, right. The, yeah. Like, what could be the... What, the universe exists. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But it's... That's 2011 is when the book was published. Okay. Uh, oh. That's still pretty recent. Interesting. Um, yeah, I guess, like, the fan theory things make sense for a show like Riverdale, but not for, like, did I hear they're also maybe doing a second season of 13 Reasons They Why? left it open enough that they could if they wanted to. Weird. So then it would just completely divert from the yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. cool. 
Is that all you had, Elizabeth? Yeah, those are my two major points. Just only two books. Uh, not only two. Well, like I did read other things, but oh my gosh. <laughs> those are the first, those are the things that I just wanted to talk about. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, Hunter, are you reading anything? Um, so, just in prep for the next podcast, I don't know. Do you want me to spoil it? Yeah, I. That's what I was going to say too. Anyway, so go ahead. Um, so our focus for the. The next episode is The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. So I did start that. So I'm uh, not just about halfway through. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really am slightly ashamed to say that this is the first Margaret Atwood, Atwood title I've read, considering she's like a Canadian yeah. publishing goddess. I know. But I know. it is different. It's um, speculative fiction and it's it's kind of dark. It's like so poetic mm-hmm. though. Oh, Her yeah. writing is so poetic. Yeah. Like it's really I don't know. I feel like I have mixed feelings about it. I don't want to get too in depth she is with obvious. it yet. Anyways, I know. Okay. We'll see. And it. then I literally I literally <laughs> just read like three page or three or four pages of The Women in the Castle by Jessica Shatuk or Shattuck. Oh. Um so this one I chose because I, I just love the cover of it. It's so pretty. Nice. And it has some, like... I'm going to look it up now. It's the one that we were looking at, and you said it looks like by Gaslight. Oh. Oh, yeah. I just loved by Gaslight, too, but I didn't buy it because everyone said they didn't enjoy it. This yeah. one's historical. It's a bit of a slow... Historical fiction, um, World War Two, and it's these women who are, like, in a castle... Mm-hmm. And there's like no hydro, and they're surviving without their men, and they're German, I think. Okay, interesting. The title sounds very griplet e, like the woman in the yeah, you know, the, the girl. Woman in the like, attic. Yeah. Um. So far, like I'm literally just opened it, um, but I'm probably going to finish it soon. <laughs> um. As of soon course. as I finish my essay. You're so yes. close. Priorities. <laughs> Finishing that master's. It has to be done. Woohoo! So. It does. Yeah. One week. <sighs> but yeah, so that's what okay. I've Go got ahead. on my plate this week. Siobhan. Cool. Um, I've actually read things this week. Hooray! Hooray. Um, over Easter, I was reading um, All the Missing Girls by Megan Miranda. Um, and it was great. I had heard really good things about it, so I was excited to start it, and it was good. Um, it wasn't, like, the story, so I talked about it to a couple people. The storyline, um, I guess the plot in itself was, like, interesting enough, but the coolest part about it is that the story is told backwards. Okay. So you get interested, you get introduced to the storyline, and the, and the, the timeline is like a regular book timeline and then about maybe 50 pages in the timeline goes like 13 days ago and then each it slowly like goes 12 days ago 10 days ago or maybe it's the other way around anyways the story is told backwards so you're like slowly unraveling the story um backwards (laughs) so it's super unique perspective in telling a griplet story yeah 
Um, cause you know, it's a pretty basic, like some girls go missing in a small town and like, there's like detectives involved and everyone's, the whole town gets involved and they're all trying to find out what happened to these girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's an interesting way of like taking a common plot line and making it unique. So that was great. And like a nice, easy kind of long weekend read. Um, and then, yeah, this week I've been reading The Handmaid's Tale. And, yeah, the only other what I read is Alias Grace, and I read that for school. Mm -hmm. And so I also am, like, wanting to dip my toes into more of that. So, yeah, yeah, that's me this week. Very good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so this week we're going to talk about sort of our readings, our individual reading styles and like our reading rules for um, just our relationship with books. And so we're going to start us off with where we like to read. So for me, <laughs> I, I guess first off, I have two main spots in my house that if I'm reading, it's going to be either in my purple chase lounge chair right beside my bookshelves which is really comfortable it's, it's like as and glamorous as it sounds <laughs> yes 100 <laughs> percent can vouch for that it um i have a reading lamp right over top of it so the lighting is fantastic and then i guess the the sunroom in my house has these really large comfy chairs and you can see my pond and it has exposed brick which I know um <laughs> E and S have weaknesses for yes we so <laughs> yes those are probably like my main two go-to spots for reading at, at home yeah classic mm-hmm. that's like a pretty classic yeah. like reading spot I think. yeah um, couches and yeah chairs <laughs> I definitely read the most on the TTC because I feel like if I'm not reading on the TTC, I'm wasting my time. (laughs) Uh, And Mm -hmm. I have like a solid almost hour and a half, not both ways, but like 45 minutes each way all together. So that's a solid amount of reading I can get done. Um, Yeah. It's good. You can read because I wouldn't be able to read on like a streetcar. I'd get to like feel nauseous. Blessed with that ability. To read on transit. Um, so that's where I do a mm-hmm. lot of my reading. And then if I'm at the cottage um, or kind of like on vacation, I can, I really like reading outdoors. This morning, today I actually, it was like 20 degrees in Toronto. So I was reading on my rooftop patio in the lounge chair. And it was so nice. So was incredible. Yeah. So outside or on TTC, I guess. Where I yeah. Like to read. Yeah. My, I'm bad but my like absolute favorite place to read is the bathtub bad. i i bought just because i feel like i got always get my books oh. wet <laughs> <laughs> and like my books are all kind of like a little have that little just like pages or, like a little like frayed just like with water and i try really hard but there were like many books that died being by, by dropped in the bathtub or I have, like, a really, like, my looking for Alaska is just, like, all frayed just because I dropped it. Well, you um, need to get it. one of the, like, benches. 
I actually saw one today, and I was very close to buying it, but I decided against buying Why? it. That's been on your wish just list because for, I didn't need- like, since I've known you. Which, you know, is not that I'm long. I'm trying ago. not to see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, a solid year. Yeah. Um, I'm trying not to spend too much money. So, I'm trying to be, like, a reasonable spender. So responsible. But, I mean, I'm getting paid next week, so... There you go. I, I, bought, yeah, I bought my mum one for Christmas, and I've been using it, and it is nice. So do you, yeah, like, rest like your so, arms on it to read? It has, like, the prop up to hold your book Whoa. up. Yeah, it's teak. It's fancy. That is fancy. Mm-hmm. Nice. I got okay. it at Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And besides, like, the bathtub, then, I like reading, like, outside. I love feeling, like, the sun on my skin as I'm reading. Mm-hmm. It just makes me very happy. Yeah. Cool. You girls and your tanning abilities. Well, I mean, I still yeah. burn. <laughs> <laughs> we just like I just have a hat tan through the burn, whereas you burn and yeah. then have to stay inside for the rest of the summer. <laughs> yep. What's the weirdest place you guys like have read or have enjoyed reading or like? I don't know. Is that a weird question? No, because I, I know exactly like what my answer is. Perfect. <laughs> So this obviously was not recent. This was like when I was a child, but my Oma and Opa in their kitchen had their, um, like the table and it was kind of like, um, like a booth set, like seating. And so underneath the corner, I used to like, like underneath, like not sitting on the booth, like underneath the table there was like holes and so when I was small I could fit like underneath there and so I had like a little like cave essentially where I would like sit when I would be at my grandparents and read I mean like I probably I couldn't fit in there after I was like seven or eight but I just remember like that was like my favorite because I would just like crawl in there with my like flashlight it's like you're literally (laughs) in your own world yeah yeah exactly yeah I mean, it was very, like, scrunched, and, like, looking back on it, I don't, I probably, like, inhaled a lot of dust, but (laughs) it was still fun. Thanks. I like it. Yeah. Do you have one, Hunter? I think I have a couple weird ones. Um, I... I can go if you want to think. Well, I honestly was a very average child (laughs) in many ways (laughs) like if I wanted to read I sat in a chair but I think that one of my like hideouts when I was younger was like my brother bought this trampoline and once I outgrew the whole idea of being on a trampoline I would just hide out there and read because it was like pretty far away from the house we had a large yard we still do but we had a different is at my old house, and so we just, mm-hmm. I would go take my book out and lie on the trampoline and make sure I had lots nice. of sunscreen on, and, um, <laughs> oh, oh, and I used to read in the bathroom, like, I'd close the door, lock it, and sit against the bathtub to avoid doing chores. <laughs> 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 the ultimate, like, bookworm move. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. So, like, they couldn't bug me because I was in the bathroom, but I was just <laughs> That's amazing. sitting against the tub. I, oh, my gosh. I used to do that in school, except for I would ask to go to the bathroom, and I would sit in, like, the bathroom and read. <laughs> Girl! Everyone was making assumptions about you. <laughs> I, I mean, 
at the time I didn't think about it, but like not like I was thinking about that like before and like yeah no everyone probably thought I was just had some bowel issues but no I was just reading oh my gosh (laughs) that's amazing um I again all my like reading places are at my cottage but I, I distinctly remember finishing um the sixth Harry Potter book maybe the uh, which one, guys? This is embarrassing. But which one does Dumbledore die? <laughs> the sixth in? one. <laughs> also, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, is that the sixth yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I wasn't wrong. But I just remember reading that on. We have like a swing that's just like you know that classic like yellow string or rope, and then just like a board mm-hmm. at my cottage on a tree. And I just didn't really remember finish reading it, finishing reading that there, and just like being a ball of tears on the swing. Um, Which is like a weird place to read. This is like a a bit off, sorry to interrupt, but Elizabeth, do you remember where you were when Dumbledore died? Um, Yes, I do. Where were you? I was in my bedroom and I, yeah, I was just in my room reading and it was like really Um. late and yeah. (laughs) Do you guys remember where you were? <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like I must have gotten it because it was definitely during summer holiday. Yeah. And there's a couple summers where I was, like, old enough to be on my own but not old enough to have a job. So my family would commute into the city from the cottage and I would just, like, be at the cottage by myself during the day. Mm-hmm. And I – so I was by myself at the cottage. And I must have read – because it was during the day. So I must have started it the day before and then finished it the second day because it was, like, middle of the day, sunny – I'm just alone at the cottage, crying on the swing. Yeah. Oh, that was me. Yeah. yeah. I remember too. I it was yeah it was summer. I had ordered it in the mail, so then I went mm-hmm. to the mailbox and got it. It actually fit in the mailbox, <laughs> which was refreshing. And then, um, you sat at the mailbox. Well, we had like these little mailboxes like little green ones and I didn't think that the book would fit in our mailbox slot but it did so then I remember riding right riding home on my bike with it and then I was I read the whole thing that day sitting in this like really ugly green rocking chair and I remember it being late at night and like my tears dripping onto the pages at the end I know (laughs) like has there ever been that feeling again of needing to like open a book instantly and just dive into the world. Like I remember that feeling so distinctly. Yeah. And I don't and know I, if I've ever felt that again. And I remember too, cause my brother and my dad and I were all reading that the Harry, when they would come up, we'd read them all at the same time. So it'd be like a little bit of like, uh, like playing, like stealing, like, the like a race. Yeah, and I just remember... Oh, you had to share the book. Yeah, we had to share it, because, like, yeah, we had to share them. And then, um, I remember we were camping, I think it was when the Order of the Phoenix came out, or it might have been, no, it was the Order of the, yeah, it was the Order of the Phoenix, and my dad stayed up with his headlamp reading it, (laughs) just because he was like, this is the only time that I can ever get the book to, like, so I can read it, but... Amazing. Yeah. Very funny. I like that. Yeah. Uh, cool. The other weird place I take my books, but it's not that weird. I'll put them in a Ziploc bag and then 
swim with one hand above the water to my raft at the cottage and then read on the raft and that's the best i love that yeah that's yeah. my favorite <laughs> cool yeah cool. okay um uh okay should we bring in the big old p book versus ebook question everyone's everyone the the age-old debate of the audio yes. versus the p book versus the ebook yeah <laughs> audiobook is like a new wrench in there yeah they were like well we're gonna change things up a bit and yeah also talk about audiobooks but yeah yeah so what are what are your feelings about the medium of books ladies um well <laughs> i am still very much a a print book for people who don't know p book um jargon are cool culture or <laughs> publishing you. but um anyway uh i do have a weakness for print books i love filling my shelf i love that i will have to get another shelf like they're just <laughs> um it's crazy if you added up the amount of money you had on the bookshelf i don't suggest doing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah true it's true um but i will read ebooks um, depending on if I'm not ready to like make the purchase on a print book because I do not have a job. So right. um, not that I'm condoning pirating in any way. Um, although sometimes people... But, e- but e-books are cheaper. E-books are, yeah. e-books are cheaper. Sometimes. Um, Most of the time. So then I, if I'm either planning on not have, having space for a print book, I'll have an e-book on my phone or on my iPad. Um, but one thing is I have never listened to an audiobook before. And I just interesting. I, I have there's a bit of a like a mental block with me in audiobooks. I really love podcasts. Yeah. So I probably would enjoy an audiobook, but part of me yeah. part of me just feels like it's um, it's kind of cheating on the print books. Yeah. And I think it's like a time thing. Like I feel like if you were commuting a lot or like I find I listen to things when I cook or when I'm cleaning. Yeah. Or when I'm like doing my hair. It's like when I can't be doing anything else, but I also don't like doing just one thing at a time. So I'll listen to things. And I've only actually listened to one audiobook cuz I usually just listen to podcasts, but then I ran out of podcasts. Anyways, so I listen to uh, Me Talk Pretty One Day by Dave Starris. And it's which is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they're fun because, especially for comedy books or, you know, or celebrity memoirs. Yeah. Or things like that. Like, it's great when they get the actual author to narrate them because yeah. it's like you're just having a conversation with them or, like, sitting in a room with them. So, that's fun. Mm-hmm. So, my one experience of, of audiobooks was... And was see, fun. I love audiobooks. I... I started getting into them because when I was, like, commuting and I was taking the bus to work and I had, like, a 45-minute bus ride, but then I can't read on transit because it makes me sick. So then I started doing – that's when I did, like, all the Jane Austen books because you can get apps because just – oh, what's the word? Basically, like, you can get a lot of classics for free and they have, like, lots of classics. Oh, they're in the uh, – Public domain. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) So that's how I did, like, all the Jane Austen books, and then 
I love like the Harry Potter audiobooks. Mm. Um, I actually read Gone Girl as an audiobook, and I cool. knew that there was something up with Amy. Spoiler alert! Because of the voice of the narrator, and I was like, there was something. There was some. I, I just knew that there was something off about the voice, where I was like, I don't trust this. I don't know what it is, but I don't trust this. This is like so. Yeah, I'm a big. I read. It was a bad part on the uh, narrator. I don't, I don't think it was, like, a bad part. It just, like, there was something, like, very eerie about her voice. And that, like, a normal person might not have, like, picked up on. But because I picked up on, like, just because I th- I thought about it. And I was like, there's just something right. very, like, she seems like, I don't know. It was, like, an inexplicable feeling. But I also, like, binge listened to it. So. hmm Yeah. Um, I just remember when you said Harry Potter books. I lied. David Starris was not my favorite first. Because I used to listen to... Harry Potter books on tape while running. Oh. And that was fun. And yeah. it's Stephen Fry that narrates them. At least yeah. the ones I was listening to. And they're great. Yeah. So that's like another option. Like if you're exercising and you want to listen to a book. Mm-hmm. It's a fun option. So yeah. But I think Elizabeth, you are our queen of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And the three of us. I do love an audiobook. Um, but I, I also- do... I think I... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but I also, like, I staring at my to-be-read bookshelf. Like, I also, like, love holding a print book, and I love smelling a print book. Mm-hmm. But I also love an e- a- e-book. Like, I love laying in bed and being able to, like, have my Kobo and not have to, like, I can be on my side. It's a really nice, like, feeling, because then I don't have to, like, maneuver the book so that I can read it. You just have, like... Yeah. Totally. I do find that I read faster on an ebook, I think. Yeah. For some reason. Or I feel like I'm reading faster. Uh, I do read a lot on my ebooks just because, especially if I'm reading for work, it's easy to put it on there and mm-hmm. not have to like carry around printed pages. Um, Save the environment and too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I do find I read a lot on my e-reader um but I'm very like choosy about what books I buy like if they're if I even if I've read it on my ebook but I just want to own it I would do that I would also buy the p-book but then I'd probably read it in the print form yeah if that makes sense yeah that makes sense there's just certain books that I would like to own (laughs) yeah totally how do you guys feel about hardcover versus uh paperback um, you have feelings. I think it also depends on like the book. If it's a book that I know that I want to like keep and put on like display, or if it's like by an author that I really like, I would rather have a hardcover of it. But I'm also really hard on my books, so like as hard- you have discussed, yeah. So um, hardcover books also like are a little bit more Elizabeth proof, but. Yeah. Um. A like a saw cover book. I'd also like just so I can carry them around. Like if I'm going to work or if I'm just throwing it in my bag, they're right. just lighter and there's and if they're smaller too, then it's just like more convenient. Yeah. So. Interesting. What about you, Hunter? I feel like you would have an opinion about these things <laughs> because you did a master's in book his. How focused were you on book history? Um, so the first semester, or we book. focused on, like, the actual physical codex, the book. Right. Um, second semester, the mm-hmm. theory around it. But, 
Right. I think that I I do prefer a hardcover just because they're sturdy and they're pretty and um I don't know. There's just something about a hardcover that just gets to me, and I don't yeah I don't know why. It's like classic. But I will say that I do like the new popularity of um, a paperback with a trade paper with flaps. flaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Built-in bookmark. That's exciting. Um, it is. It's so great. Yeah. So um, I think I I think the nice thing about a hardcover book is they're usually the same dimensions, too. Right. Whereas paperbacks, um, you can get like large ones and and then like the average size, and then I used to think it was so great to buy the mass paperback ones, but now exactly. that I'm focused on the aesthetic of my shelf, they really <laughs> don't fit well. I know the price tag is so good, especially like mass. I feel like don't you have a mass of one of the, um. Game of Thrones books or something? All of my Game of Thrones ones are, like, the mass size. And they're so fat. Well, I bought the box set. It's so funny. It was... Oh. That's what the box set was. But then it was, like, the first four in the set, and then the fifth one is this gigantic hardcover, so it doesn't match at all. Right. It drives me a little insane. Oh, that's so upsetting. Yeah, that would drive me insane I would, yeah. I would either buy one to match or, like, get all the hardcover ones, which I know is, like ridiculous but but that's what like value village is for exactly yeah but yeah yeah i get i get your well i was just gonna say the only ones that i ever see at value village are the mass ones yeah oh i don't know yeah i honestly just don't know how popular the books were until the show started happening right because i definitely bought the box set as well I'm trying to picture what they look like if they're paperback or mass. But mine are like all different now, colors. I left So Yeah, I think that's what mine looked like too. But I didn't I re- tried reading one and did yeah, not Yeah, there's something like it. <laughs> so I have a whole set of books that I haven't touched. Whoops, <laughs> oops. Are you, speaking of books, are you people book abandoners if you're reading a book that you don't like? I try, really, it really hurts me. Yeah. I, I have to really not like it to abandon it. Um, so I, yeah, I would say George R. R. Martin, I really tried. Like, I tried 500 pages try. Yeah. And I just couldn't do it. And if it's if it's not enjoyable to me, then I'm not gonna keep on reading. Yeah. Um, but I know there's some people out there who are like fifty pages try, and if they don't like it, they'll stop. I think I give more of a try than fifty pages. Yeah. What about you, Hunter? Um, I I definitely say there have been a couple of books that I have abandoned, but for the most part, if I'm not feeling a book, I'll put it down for a couple of months and then try again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I, if you look on my Goodreads right now, it says that I'm currently reading The Lost City of Z or Z, whatever you prefer. Um, right. Which I, right. Bo- I got for Christmas, and I was really excited about it. It's nonfiction. There's a movie coming out that's based on it. Um, interesting, but I feel like I'm just not in the right mindset to read it yet. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been thinking about it recently because I saw the movie trailer when I went to the movies hmm. last week. So I thought, oh, I need to pick that back up. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. cool. So I, w- I would cockily, cocky, I'd, how do you say that? Um, cockily? That sounds weird. I would... It does <laughs> I would arrogantly, arrogantly say that I'm not a book abandoner, sort of. Okay. Arrogant okay. feels a bit of a because strong word, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> One of my New Year's resolutions actually was to stop reading books that I know that I don't like because I am the same way with this Hunter. Like, I'll put books down, but then that's why that's how I end up with, like, ten books on my currently reading list. And I'm right. already not a monogamous reader to begin with. So... But I th- I've encountered, I think, my first book that I think I might abandon, and I'm, like, a little hesitant to it, and I kind of just want to put it down, but, like, a part of me knows that I'm never going to finish it. What is it? So. I want to know, what book is it? Uh, it's How to Be Single. Oh, okay. So I was reading that, oh. and I, I, don't, I just, like, came to the realization, like, a few days ago that I'm like, I really don't like this book. I, I think it's, I'm not into it, but I right. don't want to, like put it down completely because I do I'm am kind of interested to see how it turns but I'm also just like I don't really like any of the characters I don't know yeah I read a book so I'm always I read a book recently that I was I really loved the concept and the I the cover of it but then when I was reading it I was like oh I don't know if I like this and then I kept going and whenever this happens to me I make this weird decision that it's because I'm reading it in ebook that I don't like it <laughs> I'm like I wonder <laughs> That's if I'd funny. like the print version more That's so weird It, it was um girl And so then do you buy the print version No I didn't I I haven't but I if I were okay. to see it in the store I would probably buy it like You're But so it was funny. girls in white dresses by Jennifer Close Oh mm-hmm. Yeah I don't know Interesting yeah, I remember you telling me you weren't you weren't loving it. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like. There are certain books that are still hanging over me, like Infinite Jest. Yeah. By David Foster Wallace. Uh, that will forever. I think I like that will be a book I need to read at some point in my life, and will forever hang over me. Yeah. Until Actually, Siobhan, I have a, I have a question um, for you. Did you finish? Yeah. No, I haven't finished it. <laughs> I was going to say it, but my brother listens to the show and he's going to be so mad. <laughs> I have not finished Shades of Grey. I have not. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> oh. That is also looming over me. Okay. It's, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, on that note. <laughs> um, so how if you guys are going on vacation, how many books do you pack? Okay. The last time, go ahead. Um, well, I just bring my Kindle. Ah. So I went I went to London. Well, I went to Europe for a month last summer. And I think I put like, I had at least four or five books on it. And I definitely read four, at least four books while on vacation. One of which I read in a day. It depends what I'm doing. It's because it's a beach vacation. Yeah, true. I need a lot of books. It does depend on the And that one was kind of half beach vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... But I usually... I might bring, like, one print book, but... it's That's the other good thing about ebooks is they're so light. Mm-hmm. 
So that that's about that's what I do. Okay. Yeah. Hunter. Um, I think it does depend on like what kind of vacation you're going on. So I would say that if I were to go on like a tropical beach week long vacation, so the last time I did, I went to Costa Rica for a week, and I packed three print books and had two ebooks on my iPad, and I I read all of the print books plus one that my mom had brought, but I didn't need the ebooks because we were mm-hmm. playing in the. And you were with your family the whole time. So it was, it was like it was a group of not eight just of lying us. on a beach. So right. I probably if it was just like me and and like one other person, I would have went through the ebooks and right. Um, and, and then, then some. some. What about you, yeah. Elizabeth? <laughs> um, I like to bring one really big book or like a like a five hundred page book if I'm going on like a beach vacation. Um, but then I'll also have, like, my e-reader, so I'll have my Kobo with, like, other, um, like, lighter reads on it, but, yeah, no, I, I do like to dig into something, like, really, like, sink my teeth into, like, a mystery or, like, yeah, Hmm. but that's, um, but that was, like, yeah, yeah. I, that's an interesting choice for reading. Yeah. Because it's not very um, smart when it comes to, like, if I have to, like, think about, like, weight for, like, if I'm packing. (laughs) But, I mean, it just goes in my carry-on anyways if I'm flying, so. That's true. Yeah. Would you ever bring books on vacation and leave them? My parents do that, and it just, like, breaks my heart. Um, I've left, I've had, like, books that, like, just, like, little uh, mass market paperbacks that I've left and like, hostels, but... Yeah. Um. Actually, I say that like I've done it multiple times. I've done it once, but <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for <laughs> But I like to think that one day that I would be the type of person that would leave like a book that I'm not like too, like if it's like just a cheap version of it. Yeah. 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 Because if I really do yeah, like it, I get like a I'd get a copy that I actually would want to look at. Mm. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I think it's, like, the worst thing when you're on vacation and you feel like reading, but you didn't pack enough. Yeah. I find yeah. it's always a better rule Definitely. to, like, pack heavy on the books. Pack more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then yeah. other people could think that I, we're insane yeah. listening to this, so. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. We are a special breed of people. <laughs> yeah. How many books... Uh. Do you have on the go at any given time? Oh. Well, if we include all the books I've never finished, (laughs) like Shades of Grey and Infinite Jest, etc., and Game of Thrones, etc., then too many. Mm -hmm. But I usually only have one. Well, I try to have one on the go. Like, I almost started a book for work, and then I remembered we had to read Handmaid's Tale, so I started that instead. Okay. okay. Instead of doing them both at the same time. So you're like a one yeah. book at a time kind of gal. Yeah, with some like books on the side that I will go back to eventually. <laughs> so you're like a monogamous <laughs> swinger. <laughs> a monogamous swinger. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You just, yeah, like, you know, you still love your part, your book, but like sometimes you see a little something on the side. It's true. <laughs> Yeah. 
I mm-hmm. am not. I usually have two or three books on the go at any given time. Um, usually I'll have like an audiobook or an ebook that I'm reading, and then I'll have like a print book as well. Um, and then sometimes I like to have like a fiction and a nonfiction. I just like having. Oh my! Gosh. I just like having options. That is like giving me anxiety <laughs> as I listen to you. <laughs> but it, it's not like I always have to do it. Like I, and then actually like about um, a few weeks ago, maybe it was. I had nothing on my like current reading reading list for my Goodreads. Is I just like felt right. I just had like so many half finished books. I just went through and finished them all. So it's not like usually if I. That's so satisfying. It felt so great. Um, usually, like, if I finish, like, a nonfiction book, I won't immediately pick up an, a new one, but it, I kind of, like, at any given time, I usually have, like, three on the go. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like a variety. I'd say, as a rule, I usually have, like, two that I'm, that I'm working Whoa. on, um, with a couple, like, half-read ones that I'll eventually get back to, um, but, like, so right now, I have... The Women in the Castle and The Handmaid's Tale, and I'll focus on those two until I finish one of them, and then I'll pick up one of the ones that I wasn't quite feeling in the moment. So, um, yeah, I'm like a, a two B. I like having two two options. Yeah, depending on my That's mood. Fair. Sometimes I go like way off the charts and have like five on the go, and sometimes I'm like I a know. one book person for a couple of weeks. But yeah. Um, and I honestly feel like my reading habits have changed since meeting you because both of you, because I'm like, they're always reading so much. I just want to get through one. <laughs> but you also like do a lot more reading for work, so. You I also know, like but work. That's... I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just sit at home this all is day. True. So. Um, yeah, this yeah. is true. Well, in an older draft of a podcast that never got made, it was revealed that Hunter has a special place for her books. (laughs) A special place for books sometimes. And I think, Elizabeth, you did too. You were like, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like everybody has, like, a rule for a spot that they, like, they have to have a book option. A book. Yeah. Yeah, like, I always have my Kindle in my bag so I can read when I'm waiting for whatever it is yeah so mine is not that strange it's just I always have it's unique (laughs) I always have a book in my car um it's my emergency car book as the girls have called it um so you never know when you're gonna be stranded on the side of the road and need to read like (laughs) it's not just that it's like if I'm out running errands or if I have to meet somebody and I end up way ahead of schedule which I usually do because I'm like usually annoyingly early for things because yeah. I get I just have mm-hmm. super anxiety about being late so I have a book so right now my car book is Watership Down by Richard Adams which is like a classic mm-hmm. that I feel like I should read so it's there yeah. ready waiting for me have nope. you opened it yet <laughs> but I have spent a lot of time at home over go. the past month or two so yeah I actually my car That's is true a little sad at me so I need to go give it some attention. Some TLC. Oh. <laughs> and dip into Watership yes. Down. You can always just go set your it was car also- in, like, the garage. <laughs> <laughs> the, with all the well, proper My garage yeah. is full of chickens right now, so I can't. 
Okay, maybe not. Oh, um, but I have to go get my oil change, so maybe I'll open it when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, do you have an emergency car book now? Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I think I actually do have a few books in my backseat, but it's like underneath my yoga mat and my climbing stuff, so... Hmm. It's just like per paraphernalia yeah. that follows Elizabeth around. Yeah. <laughs> just like... I yeah. like it. <laughs> They're there if you need them. Cool. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what books they are, but, like, I feel like I do have books in my, like, in yeah. my gym bag. <laughs> or underneath it. Um, so, big news this week. I'm sure most of the world has heard by now. Um in like the search for the or the search for the young Dumbledore has ended for casting Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, and they have selected Jude Law. Mm. I would say, which is very contentious. In the I would say world. he's a them. He oh yeah he's a hundred percent oh yeah really he's a them. No way. My, my main concern for him as young Dumbledore is I don't. Oh, he's a them. Yes, he is a them. I get confused by these terms. Really confused. Sorry. Continue. I just hope that um, he's not too serious in it. Like, I'm picturing Jude Law in The Holiday as Mr. Napkin Head. Like, yeah, Dumbledore is height, supposed to be... Oh, the height of cinematic well, <laughs> masterpieces. I just, I, like, I want him to still have, like, the element of, like, being a little benign. Yeah. Even though he's up against his, like, childhood friend, I hope that... That's such a perfect mm-hmm. comparison, Mr. Yeah. Rapkinhead. That just put the most loveliest <laughs> image in my mind. Yeah, so I just, I do understand that it's going to be, like, Dumbledore battling Grindelwald, but I hope that they show some good young Dumbledore. Yeah. Some good in Yeah, him. like, he's a Gryffindor, so he's got to have a good sense of humor, too, right? Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, I really like that. Oh, um, I'm glad. Elizabeth? Uh, I'm going to swoop in with some, like, <laughs> I <laughs> I oh, right. don't know how I, I, I don't think that, and I felt the same way about, like, Johnny Depp being casted. It's nothing to do with, like, their acting abilities. I Obviously, they're both extremely talented. I just, like, personally don't see why they needed to cast somebody, like, such a, like, a high-profile actor for, like, a movie that is already going to have people that are going to go see it. I really like the way that Star Wars did it, like, with this next, like, generation where they had, obviously, people, like, reprise, like, their roles, but most of the newer characters were, like, unknown or, like, little-known actors, like... Just be, mm-hmm. and, and my one, like, gripe, no gripe, but for Jude Law, like, if Dumbledore is, um, gay, I would have liked to see an LGBTQ plus, um, mm. actor casted oh. in that role, just if we're going to be talking about, if, if we're going to be, like, moving towards, like, talking about this, like, I don't know, I, I just personally felt like that would have been, like, a better casting choice. Yeah, that would have been interesting. A, a good point. Yeah, 
but I mean, I can understand also like why you'd want and like and, and obviously it has not, nothing to do with their acting abilities like in and of itself. And I think like Jude Law is a great actor, and I'm excited to see what he's gonna do with the role. But that was just my one. I would have liked to see that. I think like my first thought about Jude Law acting was that he does have a round face, like yeah. the older Dumbledore, the second Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah. Aww. Um, but I do definitely, I didn't even, like, think about, like, how, how, like, queer will this Dumbledore be? Yeah. Well, yeah. or how much of that is going to be, like, a plot line. I wouldn't be surprised if it's yeah, not played up at all. Because it's like a, you know, like, everyone knows he is because J.K. Rowling has yeah. said he was. But it's not really, like, in the yeah. canon. Like it's no, not. It's not. Canon. It's not like if you if the books are the canon, no, it's, it's not, not in the canon. Expo- explicitly stated, but if like Grindelwald and Dumbledore did have some sort of like re- relationship that bordered on like romantic, I'm I'm just curious right. to see if that will be like subtext or like explicitly stated or completely ignored. All th- all three are very possible. Mm. <laughs> we'll have to yeah. report back. After, you know, whenever that comes out. Um, cool. Cool. Uh, in some more very Canadian news, uh, Zoe Whittle's The Best Kind of People, which is a book that came out in 20, either 2016 or 2015 um, from House of Nancy. And it's going to be turned into a film. And the Sarah Polly is writing and directing it. And she also... Supposedly also executive produced um, Margaret Atwood's Alias Grace, which is becoming a Netflix series. Um, so clearly you know, she knows what she's doing, especially with Canadian yeah, and Margaret female Atwood has a lot of authored things on books. the horizon right now. Oh my gosh, she has so much going Go on baby. right now. <laughs> she is the star. Yeah. She, yeah, mm-hmm. she's a busy lady. Busy lady. But yeah, it's cool for a small house um, in Toronto here. And for Zoe, who's this is her third novel, I think. Um, so it's exciting for her, and I'll be interested to see what they do with that. And I think it's an important topic uh, to be bringing to like a wider mm-hmm. audience. Wasn't so it the 2016? Because it wasn't it in the the Giller shortlist. Yeah. Yes. 2016. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. You're right. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited about that. So cool. that's cool. Um, okay, a small little a thing for me. The Griffin Poetry nominees were announced, I think almost, by the time this comes out, it'll be like two weeks ago. But um, a friend, Jordan Abel, I went to SFU, he was doing his PhD uh, while I was doing a master's, and he's shortlisted on the Canadian list. Very so exciting. I think that's really cool, and congratulations to him. Um, yeah, Very cool. Jordan Abel. So he has a couple of books of poetry out, uh, and the most recent one, Injun is the one that was nominated. So I think they are announced in June. And there's a reading here in Toronto for it. So I'm excited about that. Cool. Okay. Um, so lastly, I think by the t- it'll be just in a couple days by the time we put this podcast out. So April 29th is Authors for Indies. So all across Canada, independent stores will be hosting events on April 29th which is next Saturday, or it's a Saturday. Uh, so go out and show your support at independent bookstores. There will be authors from the area at there, uh, at the bookstores doing hand-selling. 
Um, there's like lots, lots of different events being put on by each individual bookstore. It just depends on uh, what they want to put on. Um, so it's a great event and it shows support for the small guys um, who, you know, don't get the discounts from the big companies and kind of are, are struggling to survive. But we, it's nice for them to be supported. Uh, and it's a good event. It's a pretty recent event. Um, and yeah, so that's April 29th, Authors for Indies. Check it out. Maybe one of your favorite authors will be yeah, at the store. And then you can check out the website, uh, and it, it, give, it will give you a listing of um, who's where and what kind of events are happening close to you. So it's kind of a nice, and anywhere in Canada, there, if you have an indie bookstore close to you, it's likely that they'll be doing something. So check that out. Okay. That's all for yeah. now. <laughs> Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to She Reads. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you like, you can rate us and leave us a comment. You can check out all the books we've talked about today through our show notes on our website, shereadspodcast.wordpress.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at shereadspodcast. Special thanks to our fairy god musician, Gavin Sutton. Again, thanks for listening and happy reading.